Peace, peace. Hey. What's up, you guys? It's Ariane and EOD. And you're tuned in to Dissol Radio. That's right. Your favorite twins are back talking all things music and culture. Because two takes are better than one, but twin takes are, are even, even better. better. We're super, super thrilled to announce that we have artist and singer musician Sebastian Michael Yay. in the building. With the recent release of Paleo, the mm-hmm. EP that has literally been playing nonstop in both of our houses. He also has a deluxe release of yeah. the same EP, which we're really, really excited to learn more about from yep. the artist himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Sebastian, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. This is the awesome. show. First of all, you look amazing. Thank I you. I said that when you walked in, but I yes. have to say it on air again. Yeah. I wanted to look extra spiffy. You know, for you guys. No, this is such a vibe. It's like your music. And we're just excited to get to know a little bit more about you. Tell us a little bit about your star. Because you're no stranger to the music industry at all. But I wanted to get to know what the beginning of your journey looked like. Okay. Well, uh, for me, it all started with putting out YouTube videos um, in Boston when I lived out there. And, you know, me and my friends, we just put out videos and... I would do street performances, just playing guitar, singing, mm-hmm. um, hand out business cards. Like we were just trying to, trying to get somewhere, you know. So, what does the Boston music scene look like? Because we have no clue about that at all. Um, well, at the time, it, w- it wasn't really a music scene. It was more like college, uh, like college acts. You know what I mean? Okay. So it was a lot of um, like when I first started out, it was like doing college shows and high school shows and different things like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so basically that's... Just your... within the college scene. It wasn't a lot of music happening. Okay, so you started off in the music industry a while back. And there's so much that has evolved since then, since, mm-hmm. your, since your earlier projects. Yeah. But there was some time in between, right? Yeah. I really want to know yeah. what happened in between. Well, um, I think later on, like after I started, uh, I ended up getting signed. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got signed, they wanted to kind of give me a whole new direction and wanted to be more commercial, more, I guess, you know, just digestible for for the audience, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing more like commercial music and I didn't feel passionate about the stuff that I was making. And it wasn't even me really making it. It was other people writing it for me. People that I really didn't know. It was like the label, you know, hiring people. Um, So it got to a point where I didn't feel passionate about what I was making or what I was like working you know doing mm-hmm. and um, yeah it just got to a point where I just felt like it didn't make sense like why am I going to keep if I'm like the driving force and and I'm the brain of the music I'm supposed to be um, it's not making any sense that I'm not actually passionate about it mm. and you know I started seeing and kind of like how I started drifting off to like more just other things you know uh, within the industry or like started getting more um, well not as focused you know mm-hmm. what I mean on the music mm-hmm. um, for me I kind of just started focusing more on like fashion and um, other outlets doing other things other outlets yeah yeah but then it got to a point where I'm like I right, I really need to make create what I love like it was like killing me to see when you know artists came out and you can tell like they really love what they were making. And mm. It was like, you know, it was like their their art, you know? It's like palpable. Like you can feel when there's that synergy. Yeah. You yeah. know, you can feel that when it's mm-hmm. like, all right, this is definitely authentic to that, to that artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of just, I knew that about myself. Like I knew, I knew what I had, but I just didn't 
I feel like it was like untapped, you know? So it just took me a while to kind of sit and, and experiment and just record and, and figure out, you know, um, what it is that I loved, mm. you know? I kind of already knew, but I think usually like the things that we love is like the hardest thing to to do. To access. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I feel like sometimes we shy away from like the number one thing that we dream of doing. Yeah. Only because we, we feel like it's not realistic or it's not going to make sense. But I kind of just like was like, you know what? I don't care if it's like the hardest thing for me to do. Like, this is what I love and this is what I want to make. Wow. That's powerful. I think a lot of people can relate to that sentiment, especially mm -hmm. with life. I think, yeah. you know, regardless if you're an artist or, yeah. you know, whatever your journey looks like, um, I think a lot of people, and I think that comes with time, like mm -hmm. have to discover like aligning with their intuition yeah. and, and really accessing what feels right. And so I'm happy that, you know, it sounds like you've accessed it because yeah. the music that you've been putting out at least the music that we've been discovering has felt like it makes sense for you and that you can see that synergy that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like Thank you. from what we gather, it feels more authentic to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's there's a genuine connection. I'm glad uh, that you, you had that that time apart and I'm glad yeah. you listened to yourself, you know, and Same. acted on it. Yeah, no, thank you. It was, it was scary because like, you know, I, I already started like you know, working in the industry and just mm -hmm. being an artist. So I kind of had to fall back and really, like I ended up getting a day job, ended mm -hmm. up, you know, finding other ways to support myself mm -hmm. during that time. So I feel like it's also a sacrifice, you know, mm -hmm. you, um, you know, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to have to start over again from scratch, mm -hmm. but it's, it's worth it if it's what it's I It's like a rebirth, you know? Exactly, you know? And I think like you, like you said, that payoff. Mm -hmm. was all that matters because the music that you're making now that we're going to be talking about later in our chat to me that is like the best reward I think that was like to me a result of of taking that step back and mm -hmm. and I'm glad you did that yes. and I'm glad you did that um me and Arian both um you know we've been following your music for a while you know we were blasting I see you you see me part two you know obviously people loved time but yeah. rain was definitely one of my favorite rain, no, that's one of my uh, favorites and yes. so you we were one day just trying to figure out you know what your sound like if you could define it would be like because you know we would hear a little bit of d'angelo bilal you know neo soul like that kind of era but mm -hmm. without boxing you in could you tell the folks how you would personally describe your sound um yeah i mean i think it, it's not traditional you know, mm -hmm. when it comes to like R&B or soul, it's, it's more alternative. Uh, Neo soul has always been a big part of my life. Mm. I mean, I was like, you know, D'Angelo and, and the whole uh, soul, soul Aquarius, you know, crew. Like, yes. that's really what inspired me. That that was like my first love, you know, when it came to music. So that was a part of, you know, just like, all right, well, this is the music that I always aspire to make in my own way, you know. And mm. um. They're like giants to me, you know what I mean? Erica and D'Angelo mm -hmm. Bilal and all of them. So it made I such think, a huge impact. Yeah, you know, it, it was like I just the Buddha album itself, like, mm -hmm. like I was studying the album, you know, mm. when I was young. So it was yeah, though I'm definitely, definitely inspired by that whole, you know, era. That whole era, that whole sound. And then also a lot of, you know, old music and um, funk music, jazz, um, 
that's also a big part, you know, of what I, what I do. Rock music too, mm. you know, so it's a lot of different. I, I feel the funk coming out of specifically the song Over Gold. Even the video, mm -hmm. the production. So I definitely get that sense. Word. Yeah. yeah. So you're not just an artist, you know, you're a singer, you're a songwriter, you're a musician, you're, you know, you do all these things, you wear all these hats. Mm -hmm. What do you enjoy the most about creating music? Um, I think I enjoy the most. Hmm. Um, I mean, Can't just, pick the, a favorite. The, <laughs> just being creative, you know, just coming up with ideas and, um, I think the most rewarding thing is like when, you know, uh, when it just comes to you and you just put it down and then you listen back, you're like, oh, like it's always like the best things come when you don't have anything premeditated. Mm. So I feel like for me, that's like, those are the most special moments. Like when something just comes, it's like, oh, that that had to come from a from a higher place. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So that's like the mo the best part of it, I think. Yeah, I always admire learning about people's process because yeah. like you said, it can come where, you know, you've cultivated the space for creation. Like, I'm going to create today, right? Yeah. But I love hearing those stories when things come so naturally because mm -hmm. I feel like music making is such a spiritual experience. Like, it's yeah. such a, like, taking whatever comes to you and, like, creating with it and then, like, sharing it with the world. Like, that is so cool to me. Yeah. yeah. As absolutely. someone that's not an artist. So. Uh, I, I, I agree. I feel like, you know, what's in our conscious mind, like, we have, we can control that in a lot of ways. But mm. then our subconscious, we can't really control it. And, I mean, it just, when it, when it, when you tap into your subconscious and then that's what the ideas come from, like, that's, those usually be, be the best, you know, ideas I love and stuff. It. Yeah. You know, I want to talk to you as someone that we can arguably say that you're in the R&B space. You know, a lot of people have had certain conversations around the genre and where it is today. But what do you think is a misconception about current R&B music? That R&B is mm. like only one, one-sided, one-dimensional. Mm. And I think that's a problem with labels. You mm. know, uh, I think labels are not acknowledging Maybe they're doing it now, but I, f I feel like for the longest time, like they weren't really acknowledging that there's a lot of subgenres within the genre. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have, like you said, neo soul, whatever, however you want to classify that. But you know, alternative and mm -hmm. just like it's it's a lot of like, for example, like if you talk about rock or um, pop music or rock, for example, mm -hmm. you have heavy metal, you got soft rock, you got. So many different, different, you know, um, subgenres within that one style of music. But I think people like to just buy, put everything that's R&B into one thing. So when they look at me like, oh, you're R&B. So, okay, we're going to, and there's no offense to like any other artists, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But like, all right, so you're like a Trey Songz or Chris Brown or this and this and that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, and I love those artists, but that's not who I am. But the... It's almost like the knowledge of, you know, what the what the music is. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's just music. It's right. good music. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's just so like people always want to box you in like that. So yeah, I, yeah. I think I think people need a um I think it's happening right now. I think know? so too. I'm seeing I'm like that's why I like even talking about it now. I'm like I'm seeing a change. Like, yeah, because yeah. I don't think that there is one sound to R&B right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
there's a little bit of like a crossover between genres now. Mm-hmm. Um, like even like growing up, like when you heard R&B, like even in the 90s, there's like a specific sound. There's a right. specific production, mm-hmm. specific way of singing. And that to me, like even now as as an older person, like I just feel like that was quintessential R&B to me. Mm-hmm. But the R&B that is coming out now that is playing on the radio, it doesn't have one like form. Like you were saying earlier, there's a lot of subgenres, and I yeah. think now we're in such an amazing time for music where mm-hmm. people are just creating without bounds, yeah. right? And yeah. so, like, you know, you can tap into, like R.E.M. said, like those different um, crossover opportunities, but then I think there's a lot that's developing in real time as we speak. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's this whole, like, movement right now for, like, drill R&B, you know? Uh, <laughs> so there's just, like, there's yeah. no real limitations with there's, R&B, there's I feel no like. Limitation. And, I, and I think, the I feel like we're seeing a difference now because the people are dictating, like, where music is going mm. and, like, how it's going to be perceived. Because, like, I think, I think it's changing right now more because... Yeah, like I think more artists are independent, and there's no shade to labels at all. But yeah, yeah. I'm also going to be honest. Like the reason why things were very boxed up and, and categorized like that was because it's just so like corporations and you know labels can like monetize it and understand yeah. it and, and be Package like that's it. that and that you know. But yeah. in reality, it's like as artists, like we're all we're so unique and different. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's not no nobody's just one dimensional. Yeah. Yes, and. You know, unfortunately, a lot of artists had to be one dimensional because they felt like, oh, that's the only way they're going to put money behind. Yeah. You know, well, so. I feel like we have outlets now and we have ways of discovering music outside of being a part of a record label, being on the radio. You know, you have like streaming services, you have yeah. Spotify and all that, but you also have like TikTok, you know, other social medias that are introducing audiences to new sounds. And I right. think labels are now having to shift and, and, and adjust yeah after all these years of being a certain way and we have this we just have a different you know creation process and consumption process yeah and but now they're dictating what labels mm -hmm. have to do now yeah no i I think that's really good um speaking of that too like i you know i I didn't watch the grammys but i watched the who won Mm -hmm. category and stuff and i noticed that like steve lacy who i think put probably put the best album out Mm -hmm. last year um, it was last year, yeah, last year, and um, and someone like Harry Styles, who I haven't listened to his album, but I heard some of the songs, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, it's like it's pop, but it, but he's clearly inspired by funk music, mm-hmm. R&B, and stuff like that, right? Yep. But you listen to both those albums, um, I'm like, yo, Steve's album is just as different and like more it's more different in my opinion mm-hmm. but it's like he he was able to include soul music funk mm-hmm. rock you know what i mean pop in a dope way you yeah. know what i mean like like quality pop yeah and i'm like to me i'm like oh that's so much better but <laughs> he won best progressive r&b album and then hairstyles won best album which best what does album. that mean progressive r&b <laughs> that category that is such a good point when i yeah, when i yeah. saw that I thought to myself, what does that mean? What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's so ridiculous. And and that's what they, it, it came from like, oh, you know, we got to change urban because, you know, we f- they felt like it was offensive. So they changed urban to progressive. Mm-hmm. 
that's what happened it's giving that at the same time like those categories can place particular limitations on what we're actually processing when it comes to music so i think the more we you know you know head into the future of music like they're gonna run out of categories there's not there's not gonna be you know that one solid way of defining someone's sound because right. people are just more and right. more creative now. Right. And I, th- I think the Grammys. I think the Grammys are failing all the time to to really see what is happening musically right. and stuff. And I think that, unfortunately, but I think it's the truth. If Steve Lacey was a white artist, he probably would have won best mm-hmm. new album. Yeah, yeah, that's real. I mean, it's it's an uphill battle, and I think a lot of people are creating, but they're not creating with the same desire for validation like they once did. Mm. And I think yeah. people are just making And people are just art, making, making, making art. They're making the music that they, they want. want. Right. Yeah. That's right. what it is. And yeah. I feel like we're just part of that era like, now. Steve Lacey, yeah. like you can tell like that's him. You know, right. I don't think he went into creating a specific sound or a specific genre. Like yeah, I, right. like you said, I feel like he it was a culmination of him. A little yeah. bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what you're doing too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah, just just creating. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I get bored though. Like I get bored doing the same thing. So, right for me, it has to be a a variety of different things that all feels like real and, and honest for me. Yeah, let's get into Paleo. Paleo, let's talk about it. Yeah. So <laughs> there was um, an intention for titling that, but I want to hear it from you. Why did you decide to name the project Phileo? Phileo. Um, so I wanted to name it Phileo. I, I came across the name um, and I was like, what does this mean? And came to find out it means love, but mm-hmm. it's not the romantic aspect of love, you know, which is like the the love that we always talk about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's the kind of love we all know. But this is more like a foundational love, like the love you have for your peers. So like your brother, your sister, whatever, you know, like. Just like a, a foundational love, like having a lifestyle of love mm. type thing. Um, and during that time, like I was just always, I think I was searching a lot during that time. It was like the summer, two summers ago. Um, spiritually, you know what I mean? Just like praying a lot and, um, you know, just going through, uh, I was going through a tough time, basically. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, whenever we go through like really, really tough times um, and, um uh, or when we go through really tough times, I feel like that's when we're probably making the most progress as far as mm. ourselves, like, you know, and and I noticed that I was like, yo, this is, I feel like there's like, this is happening for a reason, you know? Mm. There's something I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like I need to kind of like get to another level, you know, not, not career-wise or anything, just like as a human being, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But... I just had a lot of thoughts and and was just praying a lot and and was just kind of like feeling like you know it was a lot of confusion and um uh, within you know um religion and you know what was someone is and and what you can do or can't do and bunch of, you know what I mean rules mm-hmm. and I feel like it wasn't rooted in love like a lot of those things and I'm like if God is love and God is the core of your religion but love is not rooted in all those different things, then how can God be in it? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it was just one of those things. Like, <clears throat> like I'm I'm a Christian, you know, I consider myself to be a Christian, but I was like, I have been, what I have been seeing, you know, in church and, and 
within religion and stuff like that, it was like turning me off, you know? Yeah. So uh, it was just my way of like, all right, we need to just strip everything away. You know what I mean? Like, let's get to the core. You right. Know what I mean, what, what's the core of everything? And, I actually yeah, really love called. that. I love that because, you know, traditionally when you hear, you know, music and you're talking about love, right? The word love. Mm-hmm. It's usually referencing like romantic relationships, right? Yeah. Like breakups, you know, getting back together or falling in love, falling out. Yeah. And love can be distributed in all types of dynamics, you right. know, whether they're friendships, you know, like family. And mm-hmm. I like that you took it at this angle, you yeah. know, because there's so much to delve into to those dynamics as well, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it wasn't really a a thing about, you know, okay, this this is what the tracks are going to be about. You know, Mm -hmm. it was more, one track is really just about that, um, that concept. But for me, it was just more about like, this is what I'm feeling right now. Mm. Like, let me, let me just name it that. Yeah. I love love that. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) So one song I do want to talk to you about Mm -hmm. that may not fall into that bucket is scene one. (laughs) Scene one. Yeah. Yep. It's a vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's a vibe. Um, I first heard it on your color set, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Yes. So, and so, so I love the lyrics and I love what you're alluding to because I think it perfectly articulates that feeling of when you're into someone, but they're acting up. So <laughs> <laughs> could you tell us how this song came to be? Yeah. Uh, me and my boy Feli. Uh, shout out to Feli. Uh, amazing songwriter me and him work a lot we came up with that song and you know we just yeah we just talked about how we felt like you know a lot of girls be fronting it was you know it was like kind of annoying Mm -hmm. and um it's just like just tell me like just just let me know what it is that you're feeling for real like let me what are you thinking Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but it was like this whole like oh i can't be looking too thirsty or I can't be looking this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, we was just talking about things like that and and that song came about. Yeah. I love it. I love the I title. I love the theme. Mm-hmm. And it's... that's Acting. Per- yeah. <laughs> yes, Acting. like perfect. Like, yes. yeah. Theatrics, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think we all have, at some point, been an actor. Yeah, that dynamic we do. to protect we, we, ourselves. We all act when we need to. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? <laughs> I think it's just That's a way, it. you know, to protect yourself. Exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> you just <laughs> never know, especially when you're dating and you you haven't found that right person yet mm-hmm. until you find that right person to hit cut right. with. Ooh, uh, I see, Arya. <laughs> um, you know, I just I've been there. I think I think we all have. Crazy. We've all kind of been there before. Yeah, I think so too. I just, I love the themes. I love how you positioned it in the song. And like Ariam said, we all been there. So I think it's very yeah. relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a feel good song. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just the feeling too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It has. And it's groovy too. Like yeah. you're like, okay, I'm mad, but I'm really feeling this. So I'm yeah, just going right? to like take that ego out That's for a second. <laughs> Listen to You can really say whatever you want to say if something feels good. Yeah. Wait. Like, but you you can get away with with saying a lot of things. Mm, yeah, it feels good. Not mm. to abuse that, you know. What I mean? <laughs> right. You know, true. Very but true. another song I actually feel like that for is Overgold. Mm. And so when I'm listening to it, like at face value, it's very easygoing. You know, you can just really vibe out to it. 
yeah. you know, drive or, you know, just have it playing in the background. But as I'm listening to the lyrics, I feel like there's a lot of dynamics you're tapping into, like when it comes to a relationship, being protective over it, you know, this is what I'm gathering. You yeah. know, you're you talk about pressure, you know, wanting to run away and just escape and just be, like I said, protective of your this relationship that's so precious. Yeah. To me, it feels very dichotomous because it's like there's stress, there's concern, there's all of these thoughts running your mind, but um, as I'm listening to it, I'm just vibing. You know? I'm just, yeah. Yeah. I could hang out, I could kick my feet up, but you're you're saying all these internalized thoughts. But I wanted mm -hmm. to hear from you, like, was that intentional? Um, nah, it wasn't intentional. Mm -hmm. It wasn't intentional. But um, when we, by the way, me and my boy Naji wrote that song, and uh, yeah, like you know, when we first made it, it was just like we just had melodies and and just just certain vibes you know what i mean that mm -hmm. was we was just vibing with it and uh usually for me like I, I usually have either a concept or like some words or something it's like i usually go words and then melodies okay. <clears throat> a lot of the times i don't do well sometimes i can also start with melodies and then add words to it but i like knowing like i like just having something that i want to say and then i kind of just find the melodies as i'm writing it but um but yeah for this one we just had the melodies and um <clears throat> and those words just came out and then it was like oh it, it came together like that and it's funny because like as we were talking about the subconscious thing because mm -hmm. like you can write something you don't realize at the moment what you're writing but then you listen back and you're like yo this really like expresses like who i am in in such an ill way because like that's i'm that type of person you yeah know what i mean like yeah it is pressure, but it's also like, yeah, like I want to kind of escape this world and, and just have somebody, you know, yeah. I mean? like me, me and you against the world type shit. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. No, I really like that song. I love the looks. Mm -hmm. Your you. hair is a vibe. Yeah. This Come on, press. Even now, like you're always, your hair is always perfect, thank perfectly you, done. You. I appreciate that. Yes. Was that the first time you blew out your hair like that? Nah. I've done that a, a bunch. Yeah. It's a look. It's a look. It came from uh, when I used to get my hair braided and they used to always strain my hair before they braided. Oh, okay. And then before, um, so when it was straightened and I was, I used to like see it and I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a, it's a look. I might have to yeah. try this. Yeah. You, you got know? that length. Yeah. Appreciate it. Out of all the songs in the project, which song do you think resonates with you the most? The most? Um, probably sky mm. sky um the outro i think the outro was like what tied everything together God you know love. the outro was yeah outro was definitely like i just had a bunch you know just a lot of thoughts and, and things written down and then one of my friends tubs he um you know i actually know him from like my manager and brianna i mean and salam who's here you know what i mean shout out to salam shout out to salam um but yeah, I hit him up and, you know, he was he was down to do it. And I had this whole thing ran down and he liked it. So he just like went off that. But um, but yeah, I love I love the outro, love Sky. Yeah. And then also Overgold. Yeah, that's like yeah. top three. You're right. It definitely yeah. ties in the theme of, of this EP. And his voice is so like, it's like perfect. Yeah, it's like the perfect narrating, you know, uh, he kind of he kind of sounds like um, uh, the Allstate. 
commercial. Yes. Uh, love it. Love it. <laughs> There's nothing like a good voice. It's an instrument. Yes. You know? Very much. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. much. Shout out to him for, you know, I closing like out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this EP out, but you're also having a deluxe version. Mm-hmm. What can folks expect from that release? The deluxe thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're putting out two more songs, two new songs. Uh, two remixes to Sky and Security Code. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know if I can plug the artist that's on it right now. But I probably can. Right? I probably can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we, so what do we think? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I don't like. But now, nah, um, so Kirby's on Sky and then India Sean is on Security Code. India. I love India. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, she's wonderful. It's wonderful. And, and so uh, is Kirby. Yeah, wow, yeah. You got both some. Both of them. Y'all already know. I'm downloading that immediately. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. And you already then, just uh, took it up a notch. <laughs> and then two two new original songs that uh, Flower Child produced. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I'm really excited. I love both those ladies. Their yes. voices are perfect. Yeah. Obviously, you already have that musical marriage with Kirby for yeah. the time remix. For sure. Which is yeah. a vibe. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Very dope. Yeah. Really dope. And India. Whew. Yeah, and you India got too. Like, yeah. both of them like, yeah. Love Happy it. Made that happen. Nice. nice. Okay. That's something to look forward to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Another thing we have to look forward to is you have a headlining tour coming up. I do. Let's talk about it. All right. Uh Phileo tour. <laughs> what, I guess what it's called. But um yeah. <laughs> it's um yeah it's my first headlining tour yeah so yeah it's it's really you know new that's 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 all I can say it's like a lot of preparation mm-hmm. you know um I want it to be special like I really want to give people an experience and and yeah like just all the ideas that I always have for like I right, when I get to fully fully you know, um, headline my own show. Like, this is how I want it to be. This is what I'm trying to do. Uh, obviously, like, everything we can't really make, you know, we can't do right now because it's just the first one. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. It's just a lot of preparation. Yeah. Wow. It. And it's going to be, like, a, a new experience, you know, performing these songs that mm-hmm. have been, you know, we've been falling in love with and hearing yeah. them live. There's nothing like that experience. I know. But we know you give a good show. That that too. So what? We know you give a good show. I've seen a lot of your performances and they don't disappoint online. But I can only imagine what your live sets would be like. So y'all heard it here. Y'all better go check them out in your designated cities. SOBs, March 15th. Yes. And people can uh, find out about the tour on your website. Like where Mm -hmm. can they keep up? They can. um, So on my uh, Instagram, I have it in my bio. Uh, if you go on Spotify, it'll pop up if you follow me, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, take it master, you know, All things that. like that. Yeah. Well, congratulations on this upcoming deluxe release mm-hmm. and this upcoming tour. Yeah. And yeah, that wraps up this chat. Sebastian, I'm so glad you came in yes, to chat with us. Thank you for us. joining us today. Thank you all for having me. It was really great to get to know you and learn more about your music and just you in general. Yeah. So if you want to plug in where people can keep up with you, mm-hmm. your socials, all that. Yeah. Uh, whatever social media platform you're on, um, I go by Sebastian Michael. And um, yeah, shoot me a follow, hit me up. Whatever you need, if you need me to put you on the list for a show hit me up okay can't promise anything but you can always (laughs) (laughs) 
you're gonna get a bunch of DMs. Just just letting you know that you just, <laughs> you just opened the floodgates. <laughs> but yes, again, Sebastian, thank you so much. It's thank been you. so real. And that wraps up the show, you guys. If you like what you saw, you can keep up with us on our socials at D-E-U-X-S-O-L. That's at DeSoul. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you can hear it, we'll we'll be be on it. it. Until next time, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.